This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Hi, family. So glad we can be together again. This message is going to really encourage you to follow the Holy Spirit. We're going to understand the benefits of following the Holy Spirit. All right. This message is about the supernatural blessings that come our way when we follow the Holy Spirit's guidance. We'll also learn how easy it is to receive His guidance. Now let's begin from John chapter 2 and verse 1. If you are following in your Bibles, wherever you may be, at church or at home, of course, we encourage you to go to church. All right, have you found John chapter 2, verse 1? On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to, her, said to her, to his mother, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now look at that instruction very carefully. She says to the servants, Whatever he says to you, just do it. Now, he hadn't done any miracles yet. This was the first one. So no one had any idea of what to expect. And I believe there's a very important reason why the, why the Holy Spirit used Mary here. It's because they had confidence in Mary, and she is now priming the pump for Jesus' ministry to begin. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons of water apiece. All right? So what's all that mean? So when the Jews had feasts or special occasions to celebrate they always had water pots, as this says, as a manner of purification is, so they could purify themselves. So they would walk, right? Their sandals and their feet would be dirty, and their hands might be dirty. So somebody would be there, and they'd scoop out the water, and they would put it on their hands, and then they would scoop out the water and put it on their feet and wash their feet. All right, so this was clean water scooped out and used to wash them. Each one of these six water pots contained between 20 and 30 gallons of water each. So the average would be 25 gallons per pot times six is 150 gallons of water standing there. All right, that's a lot of water. Jesus said to the servants, 
fill the water pots with water, and they fill them up to the brim. Now, God's very specific. He wants us to know they're filled to the very top, all right? And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast, and they took it. So they're taking the water to the master, the ceremony master. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was now made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the best or the good wine until now. So the master of the ceremony said to the bridegroom, he says, everybody always keeps the bad wine for the end when folks are well drunk and they don't even realize that they are, I don't mean drunk, drunk, I mean they've had enough to drink. And now they don't know that this is bad wine, they just keep drinking along. But you've kept the best for now. But he didn't realize where that wine came from. All right. So this wedding host had a problem. They were running out of wine at the wedding feast. That was his problem. It doesn't seem like a life-threatening condition, right? No one's going to die. Even so, the Lord Jesus performed a miracle to solve this problem at the wedding feast. So, if he did that for them, such a small, insignificant little challenge, I would have said, hey, guys, we out of wine. See you later. <laughs> if he did that for them, would he not, therefore, be willing to solve our problems today? I'm sure that we have challenges that are bigger than that, running out of wine. Jesus said, fill the water pots to the brim. And then he said, take some to the master of the feast. Now, that was something the servants could easily have done, even though it seemed foolish. All right? I'm going to take this water, the master of the feast, <laughs> for him to give his guests to drink instead of wine. But they did it. Even though it looked ridiculous to the natural mind, they obeyed Jesus. Now, why would they obey the Lord at this point? For this was the first of his miracles. There was no history of miracles to follow. The answer is found in verse 5. Jesus' mother said to the servants, whatever he says, just do it. Just obey exactly what Jesus says. That is one of the keys to the supernatural provision of God. Just doing exactly what the Holy Spirit leads you to do is one of the keys to the supernatural provision of God. It doesn't matter how stupid, it doesn't matter how silly the instruction seems to be. If God said it, just do it, miracles will follow. Provision will come. Jesus didn't ask them to do the impossible. He just asked them to do the foolish possible. So don't let our head get in the way of obeying God. Even if it does seem foolish, just do it. It'll work out. Now, in Matthew chapter 15, verse 32, 
The Word of God says, Now Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude, because they have now contend with me three days and have nothing to eat. And I do not want to send them away hungry, lest they faint along the way. Then his disciples said to him, Where could we get enough bread in the wilderness to fill such a great multitude? Let me read that again. Where could we get enough bread in the wilderness to fill such a great multitude? The reason I read that twice is because there's 4,000 men uh, and how many women? Maybe 4,000 women and maybe 2,000 kids. There are approximately 10,000 people out there. And they're out in the wilderness, right? So where are they going to get the food? Jesus said to them, how many loaves do we have? And they said, seven and a few little fish. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fish and gave thanks, broke them and gave them to his disciples. And the disciples gave it to the multitude. So they all ate and were filled. All ate and were filled. And they took up seven large baskets full of fragments that were left over. In other words, when everybody was full and everybody eaten, they had more food left over than what they started out with. Now those who ate were 4,000 men beside women and children. Now in verse 33, when the disciples said to the Lord, where could we get enough bread in the wilderness to fill such a great multitude, the Lord Jesus could have asked them to take responsibility for that challenge. And he could have said, okay, disciples, you take care of this problem. But he never did. Imagine Jesus steps up with a handful of bread and fish, and he holds it up to the Father God in front of 10,000 hungry people, and he prays over the dinner. <laughs> so he holds up a few fish, a little bit of bread, and he prays, God bless our dinner. <laughs> I can just imagine 10,000 hungry people sitting down looking at this thinking, that's not going to work. <laughs> and then he turns to the disciples. He says, okay, now you feed them. Here it is. Go ahead and feed them with it. <laughs> now, I'm sorry, I've got a little imagination. And I could imagine if that happened today, these disciples might have just stood there and thought, that's not enough food. This is just not going to work. And they could have thought, are you joking, Lord? And just stood there and did nothing. But you know what? They just did what he said. They didn't think about it. They just acted. They took the bread and fish from Jesus and began to break it, say, here, have a little bit, have a little bit. And then it just kept multiplying supernaturally until 10,000 people were full. Everybody just passed it on, and it just kept multiplying. The supernatural took place. 
because they just simply did what Jesus said to do. The blessing followed the Lord's instruction. So that the blessing followed the Lord's instruction. That's twice now. We see the blessings follow the simple instruction. Give the bread out. Take the water the master of the feast. So Jesus didn't ask them to do the impossible. He just asked them to do the foolish possible. That's all he did. So don't let our head get in the way of obeying the Lord, no matter what it is, how big or how small. If he tells you to do something, just do it. It's going to work. Prosperity and blessing will follow. Jesus simply asked them to do, hand out a few fish, a few pieces of fish and bread, and it fed 10,000 people. After death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, his disciples were on their own fishing on the Sea of Galilee. Now, remember, this is after the resurrection, and the Lord wasn't with them in a physical body all the time like he was before he went to the cross. Okay, so the Bible says in John 21, now he's a resurrected Christ, okay? They have seen him, but he disappears after spending time with him just a little while and he disappears. Now, John 21, verse 3, Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. And they said to him, we are going with you also. So they went out and immediately got into the boat and that night they caught nothing. So they fished all night in a boat on the Sea of Galilee, caught no fish. And when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. So the boat wasn't far from the shore, and Jesus is standing on the seashore, and he's looking out at them. They don't recognize him. Verse 5 says, then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? He was shouting across the water. It was a calm lake, of course. And they answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right-hand side of your boat, and you'll find some fish. Okay. So they obviously had the boat, <laughs> the fish, the net. They obviously had the net. In the, on the left-hand side of the boat, and he said, take it out, put it on the other side. Now, if you're a professional fisherman, you've been trolling all that area all night long, okay, you know that three meters, four meters at the most, is not going to make any difference. At all. You know that. You're a professional fisherman. And you would have said, who's this nut out there telling us to do a thing like that? Okay. So they cast. And now they were not able to draw in the fish because there were too many. Multitude of fish. Therefore the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it, and he plunged into the sea. 
But the other disciples came in a little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about 200 cubits dragging the net with the fish. Then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there and fish laid on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Simon Peter went up, dragged in the net to the land full of fish, 153 fish, 153. God is so specific, isn't he? All right. These are large fish. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. Now, let's think about this, this situation. After fishing all night, these professional fishermen knew there was no fish in the area. The Lord showed up and he said, take your net out of the left-hand side of the boat and put it on the right-hand side of the boat and you'll get some fish. That makes no sense to a natural professional fisherman's mind. Not at all. Because as I said, they trolled the entire area throughout the night, many times over, and moving the net is not going to make any difference. But when they did exactly what Jesus told them to do, even though it was in their normal, everyday routine life of fishing, it's not something out of the ordinary. A miracle happened. The impossible happened. And fish swam into the net on their own. 153 large fish. Now, I'm sure every fisherman in this uh, service and all you listening at home, every fisherman, not even professional, but just every ordinary fisherman will recognize that that has to be a supernatural miracle. And the key is just simply to do what the Holy Spirit tells us to do. It's not the impossible things that we have to do. It's the simple possible, the foolish. Just do what the Holy Spirit instructs us to do. Just follow His guidance, and we'll see amazing benefits. Amazing benefits. One of the many ways that God can bring provision to us is through following the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Say that. One of the many ways that the Father can bless me is by simply following the Holy Spirit. Of course, there are other ways. God has made several ways possible, but that's one. And I love it. I love it. And we're going to, next week, I'm going to be sharing with you some personal experiences of how Pastor Bev and I have been thoroughly blessed instantly by following this simple principle. And you're going to love it. So don't miss next week. All right. Well, God bless you all. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you want to know the Lord Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and you want to be sure that you will go to heaven one day, and you're not sure, say this little prayer with me right now. 
Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross in my place. You were punished for my sins, so I can be forgiven. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come into my heart. Save my life. Forgive me for my sins. I declare you are the Lord of my life. And I'll live for you with all my heart until I see you on that wonderful day. Thank you, Jesus. I am now saved, bound for heaven, and God is my Father. And if you said that prayer, congratulations, and we'll see you in heaven. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. 